Why is a sincere penitent, a Baal Teshuvah, on a higher level than a tzaddik, a completely righteous person? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 60 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn how Teshuvah transforms sins into merits. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. One day, King David went out to the rooftop of his palace and noticed a young lady. He immediately decided to take her as a wife. There was only one problem. Bathsheba was married already to another man, Uriah. David, however, came up with a solution. Uriah had disobeyed the king and was technically guilty of treason, and so David decided to send him out to the front lines of the battlefield where he would undoubtedly perish, thus freeing Bathsheba. While his plan did indeed come to pass, God was far from pleased with the king. He sent the prophet Nathan to admonish him, accusing him of seizing an only sheep from a poor man. David felt contrite and crestfallen for his conduct. Nevertheless, from his union with Bathsheba was born the future king Solomon, from whom will eventually come Mashiach. Today's stuff discusses an onion that was designated as the Cohen's Truma portion, thus making it forbidden to an ordinary Jew. Someone then planted the onion bulb and new leaves grew around it. What is the status of the new growth? Let's look at the Gemara. Rabbi Hanina Tirta'a quoted Rabbi Yana, if one planted an onion that was truma, but the amount of the growth exceeded the amount of the root, the entire onion is permissible for Israelite consumption. Asks the Gemara, does that mean acceptable growths elevate the forbidden? Let's analyze the Gemara. The leaves that have grown around the bulb nullify its truma, priestly tithe status, making it no longer forbidden. In the words of the Gemara, it appears that acceptable growths have the power to elevate the forbidden. It's not just that the new kosher growths nullify the bulb, it actually has the power to elevate the so-called forbidden element. That's how teshuva repentance works. Our sages teach that proper repentance doesn't merely negate and override our past misconduct. We have the power to transform our previous sins into merits. That's why our sages say in the place where Bali Teshuva repentant people stand, even completely righteous are unable to stand, because a tzaddik, a completely righteous person, does not possess the merit of eating pork, which is never consumed. By contrast, the Baal Tshuva partook of forbidden substances, and when he repents of his past misdeeds, he elevates them to the realm of holiness. Sometimes in life, when we've been mired in poor behavior and lack of accomplishment, it's tempting to feel despair and hopelessness. Given all the bad choices I've made in my life, how can I ever expect to achieve greatness? If you find yourself plagued by such negative thoughts, you need to transform your perspective. Don't get bogged down by your past decisions. Think of them instead as a rubber band. The more you pull that rubber band back, the further you will fly. That doesn't mean you should purposefully act improperly. It means that you need to view any poor decisions you made up until now as propellers for greatness going forward. Imagine how David felt after his misdeeds were revealed. He might have spent the rest of his life feeling sorry for himself and surrendering to despair, but instead he resolved to do to Shiva and accept responsibility for his actions. Sure enough, the rubber band shot forward and from his inappropriate union came the greatest blessing for our people, Mashiach. You can't change the past. You might have made mistakes that you feel you can never forgive yourself for, 
But not only does God forgive, He knew from the moment of your inception that those sins would occur. You can't choose the direction of past events, but you can choose how those events will impact your future. Learn from your mistakes and utilize the experiences to become a better, more wholesome individual. Maybe you went through an awful divorce. It's tempting to want to convince yourself that you could never love again. You're finding it hard to trust anyone. But maybe the Almighty wants you to use your experience to counsel others through difficult breaks, breakups and tragic circumstances in their lives. Use your trauma to propel yourself to a place of greatness where you can help others through their ordeals. Maybe you made a poor investment decision. You feel stuck and blame yourself for your financial stagnation. It's difficult to pick yourself up and forgive yourself for your silly errors. But God has given you the experience to awaken you to the reality that He alone controls how much money you will have. Rather than wallowing in self-pity, use the experience as a constant reminder that God is the ultimate provider. Life will always have its ups and downs. The key to success is not merely to get up back up from a fall, but to use it as a springboard to jump to even greater heights. May you forever snap back to greatness, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.